You're listening to the Harvest Christian Fellowship Weekend Message Podcast. To learn more about our community, like what we believe and how you can take a next step, visit us online at hcfcornwall.ca or join us for one of our services this weekend, Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 here at 847 York Street. Good morning. Welcome to our service. I love that song we sang this morning, You Call Me Out Upon the Waters, Oceans. You know, Peter was called out on the water, to walk on the water. Think about that. What an act of faith, to walk on something you've never walked on before, to step out on what our brain is telling us will never hold me up. And Jesus was teaching Peter, and he's speaking to us in these days, that we can trust him. I am so excited about our new series that I'm starting today, Standing Firm on Shaky Ground. Now, I need to kind of warn you a little bit today that all I'm doing is setting the stage for the next several weeks. I want to kind of give you a context of why and what we're going to be talking about. But this is our series, Standing Firm on Shaky Ground. When I was a little kid, I was, uh, I was heading to school. I was a walker in elementary school, and I walked to school. And I remember it was a winter's day, and there was a, uh, a puddle that had frozen over. And uh, so I decided I would, of course, as every little boy wants to do, walk on the ice. And I, I stepped on the ice, and I fell through, and that puddle was more of a pothole. And uh, I was soaking wet uh, all the way up, almost into my groin area. And I'm walking to school now horrified. I get into the class. The teacher sees me and, and uh, offers me, yeah, you know, you know the bin, the back of the room, the, the lost and found? <laughs> I got to wear those pants for the rest of the day. I don't know if you've ever had to wear the borrowed pants at school, but so I was dealing with the, the, the shame of the water and the pants and everything else. I, I'll get inner healing for all of this, and I'm going somewhere with way too much information on the story. <laughs> but ever since, I've had this caution about stepping out on ice. I was with my oldest son, Nathaniel, last year. We were late season waterfowling, and we were heading to the duck blind, and uh, there was a shortcut across a frozen bay on the St. Lawrence River. And so away he goes. You know, he's got the decoys. He's got all the equipment. And off he goes, and he, he's heading to cross the ice. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, is it safe? Can, 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 I, can I get out on this? He's already uh, well on his way. And he goes, come on, Dad. I think I'll walk around. He says, it's going to be an extra 10 to 15 minutes. Walk on the ice. Well, you know, I'm stepping on the ice. I'm kind of shifting my weight, listening for the cracks. It was really difficult for me, and I, I, I did it. I walked across the ice. I didn't fall through. And on the way back, I kind of danced my way on the way back across the ice because I knew I could stand firm on that ice. I want to talk to you in these days where the ground around us is so shaky. Life right now changes literally daily as we hear the announcements of our premier. Um, and let's continue praying for the premier of Ontario and our, our prime minister. Continue praying for our leaders as the, church, uh, as the Bible admonishes us to do. They need wisdom from God right now. But every day, 
Something is changing. Every day, decisions are being made that affect our lives. Um, even how EI is being processed, and you might be one of those people that have, uh, you've asked for EI and you qualify for it, but they've thrown you into another program, and nobody seems to know on the other end of the phone, or you've been on a queue for uh, hours to get answers. It's really a shaky time, and we're aware of that. And I want to equip you. I just, as your pastor, I'm just concerned that all of us have the equipment to know how to come out on the waters, to come out with Jesus right now and stand firm on ground that seems to be shaking all around us. A number of years ago, uh, we lived in a home that had an attic, finished attic space, a third story, and I was in it when uh, a slight tremor, an earthquake really, they called it an earthquake, uh, shook the ground for about six or seven seconds, and I'll tell you what, it was unsettling. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in an earthquake that goes on for 30 seconds, minutes at a time. And uh, Turkey just had a, an earthquake like that. And uh, it, it's just, it, I just can't imagine. Well, in cities that are earthquake prone, they have special building codes as to how to build foundations so that in an earthquake, in a shaking, you can remain firm. I want to talk to us in these next several weeks about standing firm on shaking ground, shaky ground of our what we're living in right now with this pandemic, but that you can apply the principles of God's Word, because we're all building. We're all building. We're building right now. It's not too late to continue building your foundation and make your foundation in your life with the Lord earthquake, shaky proof, so that you can come out with Jesus even on what seems to be walking on water right now. You won't fall through. He's going to hold your hand. He's going he's to help you. But there's something that we can do. We've got to build and know how to build foundations that are earthquake-proof. And that's what this series is going to be about. I want to read this scripture from Luke, and it's a story about how to build. And Jesus said this. He said, I will show you what it's like when someone chooses to come to me, listen to me, and then follow my teaching. Now, these three points are really important. And, and as we look at these, I want you to see them. And if you're taking notes or you have our set of notes, you'll see here there's three distinct things that have to happen. One, uh, someone who comes to Jesus. And what we're really talking about is opening your life right now, not just to doing things differently, because everything's different right now, but you may have to adjust some things about how you come to Jesus and see that we are more dependent on him than we ever really even understand. It's times like this that cause us to understand that. So it's coming with an open life. Say open life. Text open life right now if you're following with us uh, on Facebook. Open life. Someone who comes to me, who listens And so you're not just kind of listening in one ear and out the other. That's why we want you at small group this week to talk about some of these things and in the weeks to come process how to stand firm on shaky ground. And if you're already doing that, you can do it better. If you're not doing it, you can begin building. So we want to come to Jesus with an open life. We want to listen, and then we want to do it. Now type that in there. I'm going to do it. And that's how we, uh, we, we build and we add to our foundation. It's like a person building. So those, that person that's doing those three things is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays a foundation on the solid rock. And over these next several weeks, we're going to talk about that rock. That rock is our relationship with Jesus. That rock is, we're going to discover, that foundation 
are the words of Jesus, the Word of God, the Scriptures, the, what Jesus spoke to us and how he wants us to live, and we're going to secure our life to the unshakable Word of God that doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. His Word is forever true. It's true in a pandemic. It's true in a good time. It's true in a bad time. It's always true. It is our rock. It is our foundation, the Word of God. So we're all making decisions. We're all building. We're all adding to our character. We're all talking about integrity in these times. We want to do these things the proper way and build on what is solid and what's not shaky. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it's well built. Contrary to that, Jesus goes on to talk about the houses that aren't established that way. And, of course, disaster is the case. Well, you know what? Today, I, I want to tell you that disaster is not what has to happen to you. And falling through the ice is not what has to happen to you. And the strength of the storm of this pandemic does not have to wipe you out. But you can have confidence today that you can stand firm on shaky ground. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, come on now, it stands firm. We're standing firm on shaky ground. So the Scripture here say, when the floodwaters rise. When. <laughs> Not if. When. We're in a when right now. We're in the time of when something happens. We are facing the pandemic. We are facing things that are really shaky right now. When. What we need to understand today that the when of the storm, the when of a pandemic, absolutely will test our foundation. And that's okay. If you're finding that your house is shaking right now and you feel like your foundation's about to break apart, that's actually okay because you can make the changes uh, on process. You can do on-the-job training right now. You don't have to let it topple and fall. And so this time is actually a good time to look at our foundation. First Peter says this. As Peter's writing, he says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we've been born again. If you have made a decision to be a Christ follower, if you invited Jesus, even last week at Easter, if you were one of those people that made a decision to follow Christ or rededicate your life, His Spirit is in you. You are born again. You can grab hold of His Spirit in you. He's with you always. Why? Because you can have faith that by the mercy of God you're born again. Because Jesus was raised from the dead. That's what we celebrated last week. And so with that as its context, Peter goes on, now, you can say now, <laughs> now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance. And so what he's doing is he's taking us to eternity. He's telling us that we have an inheritance of eternal life in heaven, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure, undefiled, beyond the reach of change <laughs> and decay. Man, stuff's changing right now. Wow, the winds are blowing. Wow, it feels like I don't know if I'm coming or going. And I, I listen, I, your pastor feels that way on some days. And I've got to decide what I'm going to stand on. And so Peter's reminding us that there is an eternity. We're in a momentary trial. We're in a momentary tribulation. We're in a momentary time of storm. We're going to anchor and stand firm on the Word of God. But he's, he's helping us here understand that no matter what, we are secure. If we were to die tomorrow, today, in this moment, 
We're with Christ in heaven. So that's being kept. No one can touch that. No one can change that. No change here on earth can change what's been laid out for us in heaven. It is beyond the reach of what's happening right now. The pandemic cannot reach your eternal life. Do you see it? Do you see it in that scripture? What's happening right now cannot reach your eternal life and adjust it or change it in any way. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until, until you receive this salvation. In other words, we are saved right now. We are born again right now, but we're living this life right now. And the ultimate salvation of being there in heaven with Jesus and being there with our new bodies at the end of the age, that's until. And until, here we are. Here we are doing church a different way. Here we are doing home life a different way. Here we are looking at our finances a different way than we were just a couple of months ago. Until, until, when the storm hits, until he is protecting us by his power, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, so I'm looking forward to that. But while I'm here trying to figure this out, even though you have to endure many trials, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, in the queue on Thursday for four hours, trying to figure out the kids fighting, drawing the lines, you, you play over here, you play over there. <laughs> All of the things that you're doing and is have happening to you right now, it is a trial. It is a difficulty. It's a when of the storm. That's shaking your foundation. Some of you, there's areas of your marriage relationship that you've that never been tested before. You, you've never gone through this before. And it's revealing that there are some areas that you can shore up, that you can strengthen. How do you do that? Not by downloading the next best help, uh, self-help stuff, but by turning, as we'll do over these weeks, and learning to make faith declarations based on the Word of God. Look at this now. You have to endure many trials for a little while. And in comparison to eternity, it's just a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. You say, well, what does Peter mean by that? It is being tested as fire tests and purify gold. Though your faith is way more precious than gold. So he gives this analogy. So gold, when it's mined out, when you first have gold and it's just ore, it's beautiful, it's lovely, it's wonderful, but it's placed in the fire, and the fire brings the gold to purity. It gets rid of the stuff, the dross and the ores that aren't as precious as the gold, and it separates out what's really important about gold and makes gold gold. And he's saying, your life, your relationship with Jesus, way more valuable. So he goes, the analogy, he's actually saying the analogy doesn't quite work. But work with me as we use the analogy. The fire, the storm, all of these kind of uh, anal uh, these analogies that we're using that come to test our foundation. How are we building? And it's helping us know how we're building. And are we earthquake proof? Can we stand firm on shaky ground? He's saying that these times are actually really good because they're showing that my faith is genuine. It's not that your faith isn't genuine. It's not like God wants to show it up or to bring condemnation on you and say, oh, look at you're not doing it right. It's not that at all. He's saying, I want to earthquake-proof you. 
I want you to be one who stands so firm that you can be an example to others of how to be called out on the water, how that you're one that can stand firm when the ground around you is shaky. And how do you know that unless you go through it and come through it successfully? And that's what uh, my heart is for you. Though your faith is far more precious than gold, So when your faith remains strong, and that's what God is saying, he knows your faith is going to remain strong. He's not waiting for you to get it wrong. He's not waiting for you to go, oh, my goodness, my foundation is so horrible. He's saying, no, the fire is just going to reveal what you can build on and what you need to get rid of. These are actually good times as we grow in our relationship with the Lord. Why? So that you can have faith that remains. Not faith that's going to fizzle out on you and and let you down, but a faith that is strong. It's based in the right places. It's a good foundation. Remain strong through many trials. It will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. And so we make it to the end. Can I tell you, we're going to make it. We are going to make it because we're building on the foundation of what God is going to show us to do. Now, I want you to understand something today, and it's based on this scripture of John 10.10. So we look at this idea of testing and trial. A lot of people misunderstand the heart of God when it comes to testing and trial. And I've heard people say, oh, God's testing you right now. We're going through the pandemic because God is trying to wake up America. This is going to be the next great awakening because God's judgment is shaking the world right now. I need to tell you that I I, I don't agree with that approach to the heart of God. I don't believe that's the heart of God. I don't believe the Scriptures hold that up. Now, I'm quite aware that there are many voices out there that are proclaiming that. I personally believe that that's fear-based. And it's causing people to see God fearfully. When the children of Israel came to Mount Sinai, Hebrews is very clear that there was thunder and lightning and the presentation of the law was so scary and fearful that the people said to Moses, we don't want to talk to God. We are afraid of God, and rightfully so, because they couldn't fulfill the law. But the writer of Hebrews goes on to say, but you've not come to Mount Sinai. You've come to Mount Zion, which was was a a word for today's church, a a place of God's presence, the, the place of God's open hands, the place of what we celebrated last week of the veil being torn, that everybody can come to the throne of grace. Everybody can know that God loves them, and he is for you and not against you. Last week we learned that God put his wrath and anger upon Jesus. I don't believe and I don't think the scriptures uphold the idea that God reserved a little bit of wrath just in case you need it. No, we don't have to fear God. This is not a time for anyone to fear God. This is a time for people to understand that God loves them and the heart of God is a father's heart that has his arms open wide to the prodigals that have left him, and sin has caused us all to leave him, but he is waiting anxiously for people to return to his heart. He is not the father who scolds us for what we've done wrong. He is not the father that is spanking the world right now for inappropriate behavior. And how do I know that? (laughs) As we're talking about testing and trial, Hebrews goes on and says, you've come, you've come to God's presence. You've come to a God that loves you, that is for you, wants to forgive you, and wants you to stand firm on shaky ground. One of my most favorite analogies of understanding testing 
and trial is this. Back in the day, police officers used to have, uh, they used to walk the beat. They also have a beat that they cruise around in cars now, but they used to walk their beat. And if a police officer had a downtown beat in the business section, what he would do is each evening test the doors of those local businesses. If he found a door that was unlocked, he wouldn't go in. He would, he would, he would phone the owner of that business, and he would say, Hi, this is Officer Mahoney, and I'm down in front of your store. And I notice that it's unlocked. It's not secured. I will stay here on guard in front of the store to make sure no thieves come and nobody breaks in until you get here, Mr. Stevenson, and uh, we'll walk through together. We'll make sure nothing's been broken into, uh, and uh, we'll make sure that when you leave, we'll secure the alarm and we'll lock the door together. And so back in the day, I would have showed up to my business, of course, thankful to that police officer. I'm not afraid of the police officer. I'm grateful for all that he does. He's there to protect me. I've done nothing wrong. He's helping me. We go in, we, we look at, he might say, hey, that window right there, you may want to just put an extra lock on that. And we'll walk through the premises together, and then we'll come out, and I'll lock the door, and he'll, Officer Mahoney will nod his head and say, that's really good. And so I'm convinced uh, that, that your house is safe, your store is safe, everything is safe. Now, why do we even have to have that? Because there's a thief. And Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. When we go through these times of testing and trial, it is not the proper understanding of the heart of God to say that God has caused a pandemic just so he can get everybody's attention, so he can test you, he can put the fire to you and see what you're made of. No, this is God the Father in a time when the world doesn't work right. There is a thief. There is a very real enemy of our soul who would come into those areas of our life and exploit your fear right now, exploit your doubt and unbelief right now that God isn't afraid of. He's going to stand at your door and say, during this time, I'm going to strengthen you so you're not afraid. Fear not. He's going to strengthen you so that with the Word of God, you're going to see that you can trust God in these times. Why? Because he's like Officer Mahoney. He's going to walk through your life, securing every area of your life so that the thief cannot kill or destroy. God is for you, not against you. Trials and tribulations come because the world doesn't work the way it should. God doesn't stop the trial and the tribulation, but he walks with us through it to secure our lives so that we will make it to the end and not be exploited by a thief who's trying to rob, kill, and destroy. Remember now, and through your faith, and that's what we're going to be talking about in these weeks, God is protecting you by his power until, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. This is real. This isn't going away. But Jesus is real, and he's not going away either. And if you've been broken into in your life, can I tell you that Jesus is going to walk through these areas of your life, not to condemn you, to strengthen your life, to get rid of fear, to get rid of despair, to get rid of unbelief, to get rid of what causes us to be shaky, and to build into your foundation in these days to come and in these weeks to come principles that will help you stand firm in earthquake your life. I'm looking forward to this, uh, and I know that God, even in this trial, that God loves us so much, he's checking the doors. 
He's not the cause of this. You see, it's important for you to understand this. And if you've kind of wondered as you've listened to people almost in the voice of an Old Testament prophet say that, you know, you better get it together because God's going to zap you. I want to tell you that you don't need to, to listen to those voices. And in fact, I want you to be careful with those voices, respectfully, respectfully, that the voice of God is a voice that is saying, in this trial, I'm there with you. I am for you. I'm not against you. It's important for me for you to understand that because you can't stand firm on shaky ground if you can't trust the foundation you're standing on. I want you to know you can trust God. You can trust his love. He's forever with you and for you, and he is, his arms are open wide to you right now. Paul said this, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Hey, good question, Paul. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble? Look at it. There's a lot of people are saying, the trouble means God doesn't love me right now. The trouble means God's angry at me right now. And Paul asks the question, does it mean he no longer loves me? Does trouble or calamity mean even if I'm persecuted, hungry, destitute, in danger, threatened by death? That's kind of descriptive of our times, isn't it? He goes on to say, no. No, absolutely not. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. So in it, when the storm comes, we're securing our, our, our foundation. Why? Because overwhelming victory already belongs to us because Jesus is for me, not against me. He loves me. Look at it. Who loves us? Say it, say it with me right now. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. I am convinced. That means beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today, worries about tomorrow. Boy, is that applicable. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. How can you, how can I say this kind of declaration of faith with the, with, with, with the conviction that Paul had? We're going to learn that in the weeks to come. So I'm going to end it here, and I'm just kind of, this is the context. I want you to be able to have faith declarations just like Paul. Paul is taking the Scriptures. Paul is taking what he knew from the Old Testament and building for us in the New Testament a declaration of faith. In the next several weeks, we're going to look at Psalm 27. So you can go ahead and start reading Psalm 27. We're going to pull that Psalm apart in about six or seven weeks together, And David makes seven declarations of faith. It's speaking out with our mouth what we know to be true, basing our life and building our faith on the foundation of God's word so that we can stand firm on shaky ground. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward for you to be a part of that. And uh, just before uh, I pray and I bless you to have an amazing week, uh, I hope you're, uh, you've joined a small group. If you haven't, go ahead and get to our, our webpage. And it's a, it's a virtual format, a Zoom kind of screen where you could talk to other people if you have questions or you already belong to Harvest and you're strengthening the togetherness of who we are. Uh, I encourage you to get to um, devotional Fridays and our worship times and prayer times on Tuesdays and all that information is out there. But do whatever you can do to stay connected. It's super important. But if you're watching today and you're not connected to Jesus today, you're, you're just unsure about even your relationship with him today. Maybe it's been a long time 
since you have felt close to him, or maybe you've never known a personal relationship with Jesus. Just before we go today, I'd like to pray a very simple prayer, and I just invite you to pray it with me and uh, uh, pray it after me if you like, but in your own, kind of in your own heart today, a prayer of invitation, inviting Jesus into the storm of your life. He answers yes every single time. And he will begin a new life, and you will begin a new life with him. A simple prayer like this. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me just the way I am. Thank you that I don't need to be afraid of you today. Your arms are open wide that you love me. I come to the God who is loving and forgiving, and I ask you to forgive my sin and come into my life. I want to begin a relationship with you today. Amen. If you prayed a prayer like that, we believe you've been born again. We believe that his spirit is in you. We encourage you to check the box that says, I made a decision today. And we just want to know that so we can pray for you. We want to celebrate your decision because all heaven, the scriptures say, is celebrating your decision today because you belong to Jesus. We want to make sure you get a Bible if you don't have one. So go ahead and just click that. Hey, Harvest, God bless you. As we stand firm this week on shaky ground, we're in this together. We're going to make it. I love you so very much. I wish I could hug you. Virtual hug. God bless you. Have a great week.